Okay, let's go into it. <laughs> I've given her a heads up. What is your earliest childhood memory and how do you feel like that shaped your life? Okay, yeah. So my earliest childhood memory, and I, it is really funny how actually vivid this is, but I remember being, this is a image that is in my head. Like I have a very vivid imagination. I have a very vivid um, photographic memory. And I remember being in a like push chair as a toddler and it was chucking it down with rain. And my mom was a childminder. So we used to like collectively be walked to school with like, with my older brother and with the other kids and stuff that she would have dropped off in the morning and she would help walk us all to school. And I obviously was not quite school age. I can't have been quite school age, but for whatever reason, it was chucking it down with rain. I was in the push chair and I have this image of the rain hood being placed over the push chair because it's chucking it down with rain. So obviously my mom had put me in the push chair because she didn't want to get get me wet I didn't want to get covered in rain and I was the kind of kid that would also kind of run off and do whatever I wanted and fall over a lot so especially because I would follow my older brother but I remember kicking the image in my head it's so clear it's really funny that you asked that today is me kicking the um the cover that was over the push chair like there was no way I wanted that there I did not want to be in the push chair I did not want this cover to be over me. I didn't want to feel like I was separate from all the other kids and from what was going on. And I just remember kicking and kicking and kicking at this like rain cover over the push chair. And then the question in terms of like, how did you word it specifically? What do I think that, yeah. How do you feel it's shaped your life? How do I feel it's shaped my life? I think that a major thing for myself that I I used to very much identify with myself as being a control freak being a control freak was something that that has probably followed me around a lot it's followed my dad around a lot so that's probably reflective of that as well but I think that part of that memory is definitely this sign looking back on so many things that I did as a kid it's definitely been a sign that I was kind of always destined to pave my own way. I never really accepted other people's rules in terms of like, oh, this is the way that things are just because that's the way things are. I've never been that kind of person. <laughs> I have always been the person to ask why or to not rebel, but you know, be like kick the kick the jolly cover of the push chair because I'm like, no, I'm not just gonna accept this because you told me this is exactly what it's meant to be. Or you told me this is what I'm meant to do or where I'm meant to be or how I'm meant to be or that I'm meant to stay dry. I'm not just going to accept it in that manner. Um, so part of that is definitely down to I've always wanted to be in charge of my own life. I've always wanted to be moving away from identifying as a control freak because that sentence in itself is not a helpful sentence. It's not a helpful way to view yourself either. Um, I have always wanted to have that for want of a better word control over where I got to go where I got to be how I got to be um in my life which definitely feeds into that entrepreneurial spirit that looking back as well on several things that me and my best friend that I wrote my best friend into doing um as a child was definitely always present and it's actually really really cool to reflect on and recognize that as a characteristic trait from such a young age as well mm. oh my God. I love that and it's so <laughs> interesting because I think about all of these things of like you know and we'll, we'll go into it because I really think your story over the last year and a half maybe longer but you've been through such this growth journey like it's really I mean nearly two years now I think that we met yeah it's crazy yeah um, it's been such an incredible journey to witness the growth and what we can go into whatever you're happy with. But I think everyone has this idea like of, you know, if you're this person when you're younger, where you're like, I'm going to fight the rules and I'm going to do this. And I'm, I don't, and they think that it's easy for those people. I think that's what I always have. So I was a really shy child mm -hmm. and actually like in growth and evolution, there is so many like 
pushbacks and knockdowns and it's like that ability that is ingrained in you from such a young age to keep going and not settle for the status quo and you know me like the status quo and societal norms and expectations is something I'm (laughs) definitely against (laughs) and I think that we we share so many of the same similarities and especially the the whole control freak thing that I've had to fight with as well so fast forward now to almost present day and like where where would you say you are now as like as a person in your journey your business and life mm. it's gonna sound really generic but I sometimes think it I think, does. <laughs> sometimes I think it's really important to come back to the generic because you you hear people say things and you're like oh that's so general that's so this that's so that like all the time but then it's not until you actually experience something that makes you understand those generic sentences that you kind of go oh like yeah that makes sense like I understand why so many people say that now or what that actually means to me um and I would say that where I'm at in my life right now is the ability to be more myself than I ever have before for so many reasons and you know like the ins and outs of different things navigated personally personal conversations with family and loved ones and also business-wise too but it is the ability to be more myself than I ever have before and I think it's never felt more relevant especially with the fact that I've literally just dyed my hair ginger because this is what my higher self wanted me to look like um but even then having my partner come to visit and even say like oh I feel like this is the next level of you and I was like see you can even feel that energy without me saying it like I don't need to say it for people to feel that now and there's some resistance from some people like family members of like oh this is the new level of you this is the new you but we got used to like the blonde the the you know the that kind of characteristic trait of the, the innocence and the childlike Kezia, as it were. Um, so there's always like resistance around those things too, which is important to note. But yeah, ultimately it's, it's more me than I ever have been ever before. I love that. And I think that's really a lot of the, the, the journey I've seen you go on is like deepening this trust in yourself. But I'm glad you brought that up of the resistance from other people. And it is often family members. Sometimes it's, it's friends it could be clients in your business Mm. but something that's not spoken about enough and this is something I really want to start bringing the conversation to the public is when we have these big growths when we have these next level sales and real version of me Mm -hmm. it's an incredible feeling but and you know we've both experienced this up close and personal I think together is also that the resistance side of the judgment from the people you care about or letting go of old identities you know if I cut my hair a year and a half ago I'm in the middle stage now I don't know what to do with it but when <laughs> I went through, it's just you change your hair when a woman starts to change her hair she's about to change her life but it's something it's so it's it's an identity shift I think when we when we want to make a drastic change to our hair our hair is almost like our safety blanket in so many ways yeah and when we make a drastic change like that I honestly think it's to match an internal identity shift because you know me it's all like it all happens on the inside and then it spills out onto the outside mm-hmm. and I think we've been I know you wanted to do this like a year ago but and you couldn't because of your job but it's almost like now was the perfect time for that to happen yeah. but anyway going into the resistance because I think this is something that a lot of people don't realize and they avoid it so they avoid doing certain things they avoid letting the like in a business sense, let's say, letting the programs go, they avoid leaving the unhappy relationship, they avoid telling their family the truth about things, or they avoid a lot of stuff because there's the resistance from other people. But the other thing, the other aspect of that is it's letting go of the past identity. Yeah. Letting go of a past version of yourself that got you so far. And I feel like there's a lot of shame, guilt, judge, self-judgment around that. And I wondered how you have been navigating that over the last few months year however long you feel like this has been happening yeah um my journey with that has been massive which as I'm sure it is for so many people um and you know like especially the ins and outs of a lot of personal things going on um 
and stuff like that too. I would say in terms of how I've navigated it, especially for myself. So I won't take this too much down this road, but like, I'm also a performer, you know, like I, I sing and perform and act for a living as well as run a business right at the minute there's going to be a transitional time between all of the above but at the minute that's what it is you know and I love to sing I've always loved to sing ever since I was a kid I've always wanted to express myself in that way and I think that's been a major major outlet for me is actually and then I encourage other people to do this too. find the way that lets you express yourself without needing to specifically say the words right so for example how I have been able to do that especially the grief around a past version of myself you know I navigated um I was I was engaged and then moving from that into a different space like after that ended and then becoming this different version of myself that um was finally I don't know just kind of so many realizations about who I'd been being which was no one's fault wasn't my fault it was just someone that I thought I had to be for so long and yet that person got me to that point where I was creating my own income through a business I was in a dream performing job but transitions had to be made in order to move forward into this this other version of my extraordinary life right um anyway I digress because I'm such a tangent person you know I am um they're the best conversations I yeah <laughs> but I think the the biggest encouragement in terms of especially especially around grieving whether that be like lost friendships or you know friendships mm. that have ended because you're not the same person like I've had that happen as well and um uh past versions of myself my biggest outlet was my vocal expression the way the way that I know how to express how I how I'm feeling without needing to specifically know how I'm feeling or refine what that looks like in a strategic manner and just simply let go of it emotionally is through song so that's my creative outlet to express myself there's a specific song in a specific show that I've been performing for the past six months that has enabled me that has genuinely been like therapy honestly and I say this to everybody I say this to my cast as well like that song for me is like therapy and the things that I can envision when I'm singing those lyrics and that allow me to envision that past version of myself and let her have space like it literally makes me emotional <laughs> let her have space let me actually look at her and give her like love like actually makes me emotional thinking about it and every time I perform that song that allows me to to continue to give her space whilst being grateful for her whilst being able to let her go and grieve her as well and like it just comes down to the way that I can express myself and my emotions without needing the specific words um that for me especially and sometimes there's resistance even around performing that song because I know that's the place it takes me to mm. but as well like even then from a performer's standpoint having feedback from other performers of like I've never seen anyone perform it that way it's just such genuine raw emotion from myself that that's been a massive way of navigating it for me and so for people that aren't singers that aren't performers if you have a different creative outlet, like let it come through that. Or if you just have another way that you know you let yourself feel all the feels um, in a way that that isn't forcing you to strategically verbalize them. I think that's that's the major thing, especially for people who maybe are entrepreneurs, performers as well. We want things to be strategic. It doesn't need to be strategic. You just find a, a way of expressing it in a way that doesn't have to be strategic um I think that's been a major thing for me yeah that makes so much sense and I love it because well, as I'm hearing you speak and like I'm not a singer but I have a song that every time if it comes on in the car I'm like belting it out and I'm like yeah envisioning <laughs> myself um but what when you're talking I'm like that's the feminine energy I think it's our overthinking programmed brains and even in entrepreneurship in careers in how we've been raised it's very much all done by a um, um, like a male brain and male brains and female brains work differently mm. and so as you're talking and you're kind of describing this it's like it, it's the the feminine energy of 
chaos or the people will say chaos is a negative thing but I don't think it is a negative thing I think we're wild and free it's that wild free like wild woman side where like it doesn't have to make sense like there's no it, that's not the point of it it's like if you've read have you read the book if you haven't you definitely should um pussy a reclamation no I've not read that. oh you would love it <laughs> okay and if you're listening and you haven't read it read it it's incredible for like feminine energy and building trust with yourself but there's something she talks about in it which is I think they call it oh I can't remember the name it might come back to me the word but it's essentially like you get in your rage you get in your mess you like put a bin bag on <laughs> which I've never done but it's like this it, like you're saying it's this expression and for you it's voice yeah. it's being able to open that throat chakra and, and 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 say or sing or express in whatever way you want for some people it might be dance for some people it might be art mm. but finding that space where you can be fully in flow creative yeah. flow with no end goal with no end meaning or needing to get some things I think so often in our lives we're trying to trying to get something yeah yeah um so what I'm hearing as you talk there is like you you have and I think I've really felt this from our time working together as well as you really have this balance of feminine and masculine energy like you really have that masculine hold where you have that structure and safety but you have this outlet for your feminine energy to come through and I know we spoke a lot about play and doing <laughs> things like that <laughs> yeah. I think that's something that people can take away and it's especially I remember you telling me about that song especially when you were moving through some of the the darker moments and you turn like you were scared to do it and it's like you have to let yourself feel it mm-hmm. um and I think that's something I'm in it like we'll have been in for a few months maybe even since last May I've been talking about this but because I was in avoidance for so long where I wouldn't let myself and I'm a massive overthinker and I can be in my head and I just yeah. disconnected from my body <laughs> and I had to I had like I'm, I'm even now having to allow myself to feel grief about things and sadness and it hurts so much mm-hmm. but like I have to let myself do it because otherwise like it's the only way through it's like that's yeah. the, the way through so I think that's something that people can take and I know you share what you're happy to share I know you said you're an open book but (laughs) for people to have some you know um and I will do like you know can share what you're happy to but for them to get some Mm -hmm. context of what was that moment for you where it felt like I want to use it like the metaphorical crossroads where you're like okay I either carry on like this and my life's gonna get like it's gonna I can't go on like this or something has to change like what was that moment for you oh you know what that's a really interesting question um I think throughout everybody's life throughout everybody's journey there are many moments like this now it's really funny and this is a little bit nerdy but I literally talk about this sometimes so in like (laughs) so in like Marvel movies right they have all these like um multiverses mm-hmm. and when I reflect back on different pinpointed like bold and courageous and freaking terrifying sometimes um decisions that I've made in my life I look back on it in terms of being like a multiversal moment of like that will be a version of Kezia who didn't dye her ginger you know there'll be a version of Kezia who got married at that moment in time and who I'm sure is happy and is doing these things is doing those things however the way I view those moments for myself is like that wasn't the journey that I specifically in my multiverse, let's say, version of reality um, was destined to do. At that moment, in in those moments, in those times, this was the path that this version, that my version of Kezia that was always was always destined to make. And I think that also relates to, you know, when we speak about entering new dimensions and breaking glass ceilings and getting on a different plane of existence and reality and especially with manifesting things that you want and and things like that it, it, it's kind of like a multiverse I guess it's just the way that I view it and the way that it, it makes sense to my visual brain 
Yeah. Um, but finding those defining moments is interesting in terms of actually pinpointing them. <clears throat> I've had moments in terms of making the biggest investment I've ever made in my uh, myself and in my business in terms of financially and that moment of like, I can either make this decision or I can see this year happen exactly the same as last year. Mm. That's been a massive moment for me. The moment that when things in my relationship changed and that was a massive moment for me of, okay, you make this decision or you make this decision. Mm. And I think what also is very scary for a lot of people about decisions like that whether it be to invest whatever it is 12k whatever in that coach that mentor or whether it be a decision to open up brand new program sorry I am also recovering from a cold so please excuse my voice right now um but yeah whether it be to um, set up a new program go down a different path with your business whether it be to end a relationship end a friendship or whatever you don't know you can't know the specific outcome you cannot say okay I'm gonna end this friendship and when I end this friendship that means that 100% within the next three years I am gonna find the best friendships of my life and that's what has to happen in order for me to be happy with this decision you can't know that you don't know that you can't say I'm gonna invest 12K in this in this mentor, in this business thing. And that means that within six months, I'm definitely gonna earn the 12K back and more. And you can't know that. Mm. All you can possibly know in those decisions is who you are in how much you trust yourself and therefore trust that you're gonna lead yourself through whatever outcome happens. Mm if that makes sense. I kind of know I've gone on a tangent because I love to do that, but- I love a tangent. It's great. This is exactly like what the conversation is about. It's <laughs> well, conversations are always like- <laughs> You, and I think that's why also from my point of view, from a coach and also how I then lead myself is prioritizing who I am before anything else. Prioritizing being solid in who I am and knowing that that is what leads me on to make that decision. That is how I move if that certain outcome happens. Because I am also, I am an overthinker. Like I'm I'm a highly sensitive person. I am a very in-depth thinker about pretty much everything. And I used to think that was a bad thing, but I actually love myself for that now. Because when you love those areas of yourself that you think, um, you think are, or, t- or holding you back, or I can't think of the word right now, or limiting you, or maybe you think are annoyances for other people. When you own them and you actually start to love them about yourself, that is what allows you to trust who you are and to love who you are in those big moments and decisions where you make that bold decision to invest, to end that, to move forward with that or whatever it is. Mm. And um, yeah, so I know I haven't fully answered. I cannot even think of specific moments other than those two examples of like those defining moments for me but what I learned through those moments and through yeah through channeling and and trusting myself in those moments is what has made the biggest impact now rather than specifically xyz decision to do abc it's more like then reflecting on this is how I moved through that though Mm. and that is how I now be the lead of my own life if that makes sense (laughs) it does make it makes complete sense to me what I'm hearing is that and this is this is obviously from my perspective Mm. which is how I look at things and so this is the thing right because I've had many moments in my life where it's been a, a a knees to the earth surrender moment where I'm like okay I have to make this big decision but then there has also been many moments where they're not big moments they're they're Mm -hmm. minuscule tiny moments and what it really is is it's like who do I choose to be in this decision it's not the actual decision itself is what you're saying so like to people listening 
And I think many people find themselves in this situation and often it comes around and you don't expect it or you're not ready for it, but it's been building beneath the surface until this has definitely been my experience. I don't know if you've been the same, but for me, these big moments have come when I've just avoided looking at something for so long until I can't ignore it. <laughs> and then it's like the big decision has to be made and it's had to be, who do I want to be? Like, am I going to, I think when we're faced with these big decisions, we're faced with choices literally every day. But when we're faced with those decisions, and I say big decisions, but they're not always a big decision. They're not, it's not always a big decision, but it is a decision that is, is probably a different one or a different choice to what you have previously made because you mm. are, it's like, I'm actually going to choose to do this for me. I'm not choosing to make anybody else happy. I'm not choosing to protect other people. Like this is literally my path. Like you were saying, like your multiverse and where you're going. Yeah. It's like, that's what you have to do for you. And I, I think especially with women, we're kind of programmed and taught not to do that from a young age. We're taught yeah. to make sure everybody else is happy and make sure that um, everyone else, I think I've experienced this as a mother of like, there's so much martyrdom in motherhood of like put everything aside for the child. And even though I think I've done a fairly good job of, of prioritizing myself, like it, the guilt and the shame that you can then build up from it is huge. And it can, it really does affect your decision-making when it comes to what's the best thing for me and how am I going to choose to move forward in a way that is for my highest evolution on this timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I will say as well, like, through because I've lived <clears throat> I lived like basically 25 26 27 years of my life nearly well yeah like 25 26 years of my life doing everything that I thought would please my family mm. not because they ever made me feel like I had to do that it was things that you learn and you just develop things and I then made decisions around every area of my life maybe bar performing because not everybody encourages you to be a singer but you know I moved the way I moved the way I talked the decisions I made in terms of the big life bold decisions that I made were based and founded in pleasing my family mm. and making sure that they were happy and making sure that the version of me that they knew was a somewhat perfect princess as it were that they that I thought, I'm not going to say that they wanted me to be, that I thought and believed that they wanted me to be. Hmm. Who I am now and the things that I have, you know, spoken to them about and the decisions that I make now are completely not decisions that they necessarily would make, not because it's bad, but it's just different way of life and different way of being that they were used to. And my relationship with them is stronger than it's ever been. Hmm. And that's the thing that I wanted to highlight as well, you know, like, especially, I don't know, I'm talking about self-acceptance and self-love and making bold decisions. Like ultimately you trying to people please your clients, your family, your friends is not going to equal the best relationship with them. And that is the massive message and massive, massive lesson that I have learned because now maybe I do things that they don't, wouldn't necessarily do or I say things and you know, I have, I'm very opinionated and stubborn sometimes. Um, but our relationship is so much stronger and so much more joyful as well. Not that it wasn't joyful, but just feels so much more joyful Yeah. than it was before when I was trying to people please. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I think so many people can resonate with that. I think I resonate with that. And mine wasn't so much with my family, but the people pleasing tendency is so ingrained and our ego can get so intertwined with it that you, yeah. it's probably not until you even look back now and you were like, oh my God, I made so many decisions based on trying to please others, not me. Yeah. And this is part of the the up level and the, I, the evolution is like, you let those past selves go and you do it with love and compassion. And you're, you've really done that, I think, in a beautiful way where you've really moved into this self, love and self-acceptance of not judging anything to do with the past version or making yourself wrong for it and I think that's where I've seen a lot of people is like when they notice a part of themselves like we're always evolving there's always blind spots there's always patterns that are there to be disrupted yeah. and broken and sometimes generational and I've seen a lot over coaching so many women over the last couple of years that 
when people do like witness themselves or find a pattern or whatever they're like judge themselves and there's so much self-judgment and shame when it's actually just this beautiful invitation to go deeper into yourself and to decide like okay now who do I want to be like how do I want to approach this now and and actually just have love for the past version because it's all it's all happening which is what I wish to say it's happening Mm -hmm. it's happening it's all happening and we can't (laughs) see the path until we've already trodden it really yeah that's the thing too there's no strategic way to to approach your journey through life and I think this is a big thing I say with my clients as well like you know, moving through performance anxiety and stuff like that, I I didn't know that that's what was going on. I didn't know what was going to create the end goal of me feeling like a badass on stage, like after dealing with that. But it's part of that journey. Like I didn't make a specific decision to be like, okay, four years time, I'm going to be ginger and I'm going to feel incredible and I'm going to have a great, I didn't have a clue where I was going. And you have to embrace that as well. You have to embrace that there's just going to be stuff that happens and things that you navigate and things that you move through that ultimately, again, that self-trust and acceptance and knowing that and staying solid in that is what I call self-solidity is what enables you to reach that outcome that you eventually desire or manifesting or moving toward. But it can take like all that time and it can be part of that journey and it's enjoying that element of that journey yeah it's really self-leadership isn't it I think that's the people this this phrase gets thrown around so often Mm -hmm. online like self-leadership is someone just signing up to my office without needing a conversation (laughs) self-leadership is being able to like lead yourself through tough moments and not always needing to be Michael not always needing somebody there because I was watching a film the other day I recorded a podcast actually and I'll need to (laughs) about it but I can't remember the name of it it's the anyway it's about a plane crash a Uruguayan plane crash and it's on Netflix and he okay anyway I always believe these messages come through in random ways and one of the one of the people were dying standard plane crash and um he got like one of the guys had like an injury and he got pneumonia or something and they were like everyone was around him and they were like just breathe just breathe and in the film it was like but no one could breathe for him and I was like oh that just really hit me when I watched it because it's so true you know like it's it sounds lonely and horrible and it's not because you've got everybody loads most people have a support team around them fighting for you to breathe and they would do everything they can to help you breathe and I'm using quotations because obviously hopefully you can all get the metaphor here um (laughs) but no one can breathe for you and I think I I had I've had someone describe it as a training ground for life. And I think that would make sense to you. Like you go through these moments and sometimes you're in the middle of it and you're leading yourself through the obstacle course and you're, you're figuring it out and you're trying to like know which way to go or climb the walls or swim through a freezing lake. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And when when you're in it, you're in it. All you can do is think about that. But when you get to the other side, you can look back and you can help others go through it. And that's really how I've looked at, my own life journey and it's always mm. been funny to me and you've probably or let me know if you have noticed this yourself but every time I've been navigating something and I'm like you know how do I get through this like what is going on in my life and then I will have somebody come to me and they're literally a few steps behind and I'm like oh like I I can see you I can feel you yeah. hold you in this yeah that we had that happen a lot as well in terms of I was like Megan this is what's going on even like a couple of years ago when we first started this is what's going on in my life and you were like well here we go <laughs> I dealt yeah. with this a few months ago or whatever you know <laughs> it's been so it's yeah. been so many times and I think it, it is look what you said is right it's can you have that self I love that self-solidity to to hold yourself and trust yourself even mm-hmm. in the moments when the 3d reality what you're experiencing right now is not maybe what you want and it is harder there might be a breakdown in relationship there might be a tough month in business there might be a big investment that you make and you're like will it or will it not pay off like in the Uh way that you want it to like really all of these are just stories that you're making about it but it is that ability I think to be able and I and I think this is as well why I'm so uh, what's the, I hate the word passionate, but 
<laughs> it sounds so cheesy, but I think that for women, the online coaching space, which can get bashed quite a lot now, for mm-hmm. me, it's such... I just, I see, and maybe it's just my experience of it because I just don't buy into the other crap. I think every industry has its, you know, negative. Yeah. Who would try and do things the mm-hmm. wrong way and I've never experienced it, luckily. But I really think that we have such this opportunity now to share our voices literally yeah Yeah. (laughs) stories and we've never had this opportunity especially as women to work in a way that suits us you know it's not in an office it's not doing mediocre jobs it's not having to do a nurse while men are at war or whatever like we actually have this ability to build businesses that are creating a huge amount of impact and we're doing it in a way like I know you were into this like we can sync with our cycle and we don't need to sit by yeah the yeah day. we can we can have our mess we can share mm. our story it's such this incredible pivotal moment in time where we're literally laying the foundations for like the next female entrepreneurs and online businesses to happen we've yeah. got a tangent here with this we but... always do I love it <laughs> I'm trying to think where that even came from from the point but I think I think it's all to do with the story isn't it and it, it yeah. all kind of ties in together like it's an ever-evolving story yeah and even it just hit me as well that I think I mean for anyone in general but especially as women that are drawn to be coaches as well like I think that it's also part of our it's like I don't want to use the word destiny. That sounds ridiculous. I've been watching The Witcher and they talk about destiny all the jolly time. But in terms of like, if that's what your calling is, whether you believe in a higher power or whatever you believe, if you are being called, especially as a woman, to be a coach, it's kind of part of that destiny, as it were, in quotation marks, that you're going to be moving through these things because you are called to move through things in a way that that means you're going to, be a deep thinker. You're gonna understand tiny, tiny intricacies of being a human being and of being alive and a human experience in order to be able to serve the people that you're meant to serve, that you're destined, again, in quotation marks, to serve. Does that make sense? I, I just kind of hit me as like, of course I've gone through all of these things. And of course you've gone through all of these things because if you hadn't first... Like I wouldn't have been able to have the mentorship or the incredible mentorship that you gave me, which led me to have these experiences in life and up level in these areas that enables me to help my client that three, you know, three months ago or whatever was going through this or is going through that. And I just kind of, it's part of that step-by-step kind of. It's the ripple effect. Yeah. It's the ripple effect. And that's what like, you can touch so many people's lives. And I love like, yeah, there's that it's, and I, I've had a lot of people and they're like, oh, I'm in mindset. I should know this stuff. And I'm like, but of course, like, A, you're not perfect. Like, everyone's human. But also, like, the reason you struggle with it or you find it challenging is because you're called into deeper ways of understanding it to help others. Like, it's yeah. Not, yeah. nobody, whatever anybody says, <laughs> nobody wants to hear the story of, oh, life was so easy for me and I found everything easy and now I'm going to help you. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I wouldn't hire somebody who that would be like, you don't get me. Like, we need to have that relatability and cognitive understanding that this person can be a beacon of light for me like this person can show me especially if you're in and you don't always have to it's not always about struggle but if you are navigating something whether that's how do I grow my business from a million to 10 million or if I'm just starting out or how do I overcome heartbreak or how do I love myself more whatever the thing is it doesn't really matter even if you look at the million to 10 million person they're still going to have huge challenges like they're going to have imagine the responsibility of growing a million to a 10 million company and like people think like oh a million they don't don't have any problems or something like that (laughs) the, the idea is that we need somebody to be that beacon for us to show us the way and if they have been through or they've navigated similar challenges to you that that is going to increase your capacity to be like oh this is possible for me as well yeah yeah 100 i really like i always come back to the sentence of there's a difference between life being easy and living a life of ease 
Mm. And life being easy is okay, fine. You know, go through things maybe somewhat naively, getting along, getting by, and there you go, done. Bob's your uncle. But a life of ease doesn't mean that it's easy, but it means that you are at ease with yourself. You know who you are. You are on your path. You are aligned with your, again, I'm going to do quotation mark, destiny. You are living your extraordinary life. And that doesn't mean it's easy, but you're living a life at ease because you're at ease with yourself. And that's how it sits within me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's like the people are chasing so much to give themselves peace of mind or the (laughs) self-love or the confidence and like ultimately it all starts from within that's all in your control already yeah it's just really choosing to deconstruct and separate from what you think you need to what you Mm. actually really have that personal power to create yourself yeah absolutely go into a whole nother conversation (laughs) I also really think that you need to create a program in some way called destiny destiny it's funny we literally been watching the witcher and i've seen the first season before but i've rewatched it and then we're on to season two and every time they say destiny i literally turned to my partner i was like you're obsessed with destiny in this program oh my gosh they're obsessed with destiny and then it's just come up in this and i was like oh that's funny (laughs) i think it means something but yeah i think so let's finish with what would you share with somebody like if they are like navigating these maybe it's like not a big decision but some kind of metaphorical crossroads in their life maybe they're like is this really for me am I really cut out for this like should it be easier I think that's something I get get asked a lot um what would you what was like the message that maybe comes from your heart that you feel like you want to share um, I think the message that I, I share with everybody, what wherever you're at, whatever you do, whether you're a performer, whether you're an entrepreneur, um, just comes down to, and I'd say it over and over again, the fact that you are the key to your everything. Like that is the biggest thing that I've ever, 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 ever learned. You are the key to your everything. What is the point in achieving all of that money, achieving those clients, achieving this, that, and the other if you feel like total crap, like there's no point. There is literally no point in achieving all of that because ultimately if you are chasing the number to feel happy, if you are chasing the job to feel content, to feel like you're enough, that's not going to be the answer to feeling enough. You are the answer to feeling enough. You are the answer to feeling happy. You are the key to your everything, Mm -hmm. to manifesting everything you want to, whether that be a certain feeling or a physical thing you are the key to your everything. But what that means is that you have to look after yourself first. Equally around the plane analogy, and I share this a lot as well, um, how you're on a plane and you have to, and they say, oh, put your oxygen mask on first before putting on other people. And you might've heard this before, but, and that some people are like, oh, isn't that selfish though? You should help someone else first, you know, in the state of an emergency, should help other people first, put people first, but you cannot help those people if you cannot breathe. And that is what I always, always come back to. If I'm struggling to breathe, I have to stop for a hot second in terms of, again, metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> I have to stop for a hot second, come back to why I'm feeling like that because I can't help other people if I'm struggling to breathe. Mm. You are the key to your everything. Prioritize yourself first. Yeah, I love this so much. And I think it's kind of just prompted one final question because <laughs> it's been a huge learning curve for me. And I think in a world where we're so conditioned to strive for more push for more um prove to others that we're worthy and we're good enough and because I think that's what I see come up a lot like I I was misindependent like that was my biggest (laughs) advice really um I prided myself on being this was like all leading up until when my kind of marriage broke down and then I realized I was like, okay, what was my responsibility in this? Like, what happened? Like, how did we get here? And I, it took a lot of work and a lot of deep inner work. And I was just misindependent. I would pride myself on not caring about certain things. I'd pride myself on like, oh, the other girlfriends are so like needy or clingy. And like, no, they just had fucking boundaries. <laughs> um, 
I would carry all the shopping bags like I wouldn't ask for help on anything if I had a heavy suitcase I wouldn't ask a man to help me and like I was like I don't need help I'm strong I'm Miss Independent I will pay my own way and like not that any of that's not great and like obviously I think there's nuances to it it was more of like this big mindset thing so I had to that's something I can think I've been let you know learning to let go of over Mm -hmm. a very long period of time but it can be the hardest thing and often I think I've heard this from my clients you probably have as well with women there's so much resistance comes up from looking after yourself properly like so much resistance can come up from resting like how much guilt do people have for resting like so much worth is built into how much you can get done in a day yeah how just last question because it prompted when you said that but how would you how have you navigated that or how would you tell someone to navigate that if they are just really resisting like that pouring to my own cup first Mm. two things spring to mind the first is I think again this works in general but I can only speak as a woman (laughs) I think as women are we're very naturally intuitive Mm. and there are many times I can reflect where I was like oh I'll just do an extra hour of this I'll just do you know if I can just get this bit finished then I can relax then I'll feel better Mm. where I've known energetically intuitively within myself that that was not the best thing to do Mm. and it's learning to listen to that voice I think we all have that voice, that little inner voice of like, yeah. and it can go either which way, where you're sat behind your laptop, your computer or whatever, and you're like, oh, maybe if I can just create three more Canva posts or whatever, then I'll feel comfortable, then I'll feel happy. But energetically, you know, you're, you're drained, you're being drained, you know, you're draining, you're running on empty, but you think, oh, if I can just do that, then I'm being a CEO and then I'm being CEO energy. But intuitively, you know that that's not right intuitively you know hitting pause and coming back tomorrow or doing whatever is actually what's the best thing for you you have to listen to that voice equally if you're being a couch potato you know there are days where I I had to actually (laughs) I'll tell you that in a second but I am there are days where I have sat there and been like oh but you know I've got to look after myself and I've used that as an excuse before too and again intuitively I've known Kezia, that's not actually what's best for you right now. And you know that. Mm. How can we shift this energy? Mm. And listening to that intuition, listening to that intuitive voice. It's the same for decisions that you want to make too. Just ask yourself the question, biggest, the biggest question of, am I coming at this with self-love or with fear? Mm. Am I coming at this with self-love or with fear? And ultimately your instinctive, intuitive response to that internally and energetically, sometimes not doesn't even verbally make sense of how you can articulate it is the answer that you know you needed to hear Mm. um and the other thing with that as well in terms of letting myself relax more is also allowing myself I've all I can definitely resonate with that being independent definitely definitely I've always felt like that but because of that as well I've always resisted being looked after and resisted having I didn't like it if someone offered to lift my suitcase onto the top thing on the train because I thought no just because I'm a woman you think I can't lift it you think I'm not strong enough and there's a little rebel inside me that's still a bit like that that's still like no I'm strong enough I'm a strong independent powerful woman and all of these things right but I've actually let myself start to be understood by Mm. my loved ones now and what that can look like sometimes too is being called out on my own shit (laughs) but you know being called out on it in terms of the other day when I felt like absolutely awful because I had that called and I was like, you know what, intuitively, at the start of the day, I was like, intuitively, I know I need a sofa day. I can like write some program notes. And that was something that I felt was in my control. So I was like, I'd be excited to do that. That was coming at it with self-love and that's the day. And then the end of the day came and I felt like crap. I was like, 
I feel awful. I'm in a bad mood because I had this day. I didn't do this, that, and the other. And my partner was like, Kezia, you needed to do this today. You needed to do this today. And I had to let go of this need to be this fierce independent woman for a hot second and actually let myself be understood by another individual and let myself be looked after by another individual as well in terms of this is somebody that loves me. This is somebody that cares about me. So therefore accepting that and recognizing that that is also a reflection of what I actually need um, as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. They're the two biggest things. I love that. It's it's fighting against all of the resistance of things that we have been programmed for a long time, I think. Yeah. Right? And that's that balance too, you know, of like be a fierce independent woman, but don't cut yourself off from the people that love you and want to help look after you at the same time. Yeah. I love that question. Is it coming from self-love or fear? I think I had a similar one. Like if I loved myself, what would I do? Yeah. My dog, when I was in my pregnancy in the first trimester. And there was a really good book I read that was like, that was the kind of one question I took away from that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I got that like my first ever coach four years ago. She always posed that question and now, and that's just stayed with me as well. That stayed with me. Yeah. It's the easiest, like you said, it's the easiest way, especially to make some of these tougher decisions. Like if you loved yourself, what would you do? And that's yeah. sometimes when you get that answer that you don't want, mm-hmm. but you know that that's what your soul and your body is really craving for. So I actually think there's so many actionable things that people can <laughs> take away in this podcast. <laughs> like a math <laughs> where, where can people find you and what do you have going on that might fit audience like if there are any courses programs memberships oh fun yeah so you can find me on instagram at kezia grace coaching um kezia k-e-z-i-a-h you just get used I'll to having it in to spell list. it which is hilarious i know but it's funny because my brain automatically goes spell it you need to spell it um yeah so you can find me over there on instagram i also have a podcast um which is called the life activated podcast Um, Specifically, I am a mindset and life coach for performers. So, um, you know, if there are any performers out there that resonate with things we've spoken about 100%, especially come and follow. But of course, if you just resonate in general, it's always nice to connect with like-minded entrepreneurs. Stuff I have going on, I have an open house online coaching event happening on the 15th of February. Tickets are just £25. They are limited. Um you can sign up for that straight through the Instagram page. And it's basically a a group, a one-off group coaching event in which you get one-to-one hot seat coaching. You bring something they're struggling with, you get a little experience of what it's like to communicate with me and um, yeah, and have that experience in the group coaching events. So I'm very excited about that. That's what's going on currently. There's multiple other things, but everything is all over on Instagram, so. I love it. I think even if you're not a performer, her Kezia's stuff is so like you've heard today, like the I think your energy in itself, how you show up, the stuff that you share is just is like a light on my feed. So <laughs> even if you're not a performer, I should go check her out. But thank you so much as always. No, my pleasure. It's always good to chat. <laughs> always good to chat. We'll have to do another one. Um sure. but yeah, all of the details will be in the show notes anyway and we will see you soon see you soon